Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. We are on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones. Ready to take the first step outside of your comfort zone? Dive into sirensoapbox.com where you will find links to our blog, magazine, YouTube, and movie club. So many ways to explore. Pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. In episode 86, we talked to TikTok and Instagram creator Kristen Fackler, owner of iOrganize, and we were challenged to organize a space in our home or office. Kristen has now branched from cyber world into the written word. How to Organize Everything, Purge, Sort, Contain, and Maintain is Kristen's new book. Of course, the Sirens had to check it out and challenge ourselves to organize a different space or reorganize if we lost control of our previous space. I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> That's personal experience. Let's dive in and hear how it went. First on her soapbox is Mer. Thanks, Jess. I have a love-hate relationship with the organization, and I'm pretty organized at work. I have a planner system that helps me track all of my tasks and projects, and I've really perfected that over the years. The system works well, no matter what planner type I'm using. It could be a daily task calendar, a specific planner, or just a plain old notebook. Doesn't matter. My system works regardless. I also have a pretty good handle on folder structures for saving my, my data files and all that good stuff. Where I struggle is at home. A bit of clutter doesn't bother me. In fact, I barely notice it. But when it starts to get out of hand, I feel my anxiety start to rise. And I, uh, I begin to feel uncomfortable in my space. And I've never been able to really develop a habit of keeping my home as organized as I'd like, like I do at work. So Kristen Fackler's new book, it's called How to Organize Everything, Purge, Sort, Contain, Maintain, is exactly the system I need to help me. So Kristen breaks every organization job down into four steps that make it feel less overwhelming and actually achievable to get your space organized. And for this week's challenge, I took on the five by five in my living room, which while Jess was introducing the show, I was trying to remember what I did last time. I, it may have been the same thing. It's a monster. Um, it's a giant shelving system with like 25 cubbies and they collect things. And I have a tiny home and I have somewhere around 127 hobbies. So the five by five has be really become the storage place for all of my hobby supplies, paints, yarn, jewelry making, tools. I have clay. I mean, there's different types of paints, watercolor pads, journal binding tools. I think you get the point. <laughs> My friend Nicole once suggested that I get rid of the 5x5 because it's a place that just collects clutter. But what would I do without it? Where would I put all of this stuff? So it's quite functional, you know? The problem is that it gets overwhelming. And that's the maintain part, I guess, right, Kristen? So this weekend, I opened up Kristen's book and followed the easy steps identified to take my space back. And it felt so good to get rid of things and to make sense of the stuff I was keeping. And one thing I found ironic was a journal I came across that I had purchased years ago. The sole purpose of the journal is to help get your home organized. All the pages were blank, by the way. I hadn't written anything in or done any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> that journal finally found itself in a donation bin this time around. Um, I think how to organize everything is the only handbook I'll use from now on. And a bonus, it doesn't take any, it doesn't take up any shelf space. Sarah, 
How do you feel about organizing? Well, I really enjoyed preparing for our last I Organize episode, watching Kristen's videos and finding new ways to stay organized. I was excited to hear that Kristen had written a book about organizing and it did not disappoint. Once again, she addresses the how-to when it comes to organizing, the purging and sorting, containing, maintaining, but also delving into a little bit why each might be difficult to do and how to manage those barriers. Each phase of organizing has detailed sections with tools needed, tips, and great before and after pictures. As I talked about in our last I Organize episode, staying organized isn't a huge challenge for me, especially since doing the minimalist challenge. Despite that, there always seems to be somewhere in the house that could use some work. For this challenge, I went to the decorative storage unit that's been sitting in our living room pretty much untouched for years. I had ignored it forever because, you know, it looks fine. It's got nice stuff on top. The doors all close. The drawers close. But every now and then, I'd wonder, what the hell is in there? So I decided it needed to be organized. I finally had a great reason to actually attack it. The first drawer had all of our cable TV information from both providers that we've had dating all the way back to 2007, neither of which we have anymore. I figured it was finally okay to throw that paperwork away. I also found a pile of old coloring books and pens and crayons. Now we have this great organized closet in the basement. It's got containers for pens, one for crayons, one for pencils, but you know what? I made the bold decision this time to not even attempt to save these. And instead I practiced a good old purge. They went out the door. The old coloring books too. There were a ton of old coloring books that uh, you open up the pages and they were sticking together because the crayons had melted on the pages. It was time for those to go. I did find some great children's reading books though that I haven't seen in um, a year or two or 10 and an unopened package of kids playing cards. So these all went into a bag to take to my brother for his kids to use. So I did a really good job of the purging and sorting and taking them out of my house. By the end, the unit was pretty much empty. And now when I look over at it, I don't have that nagging feeling about it anymore. If you don't count the years that it took to start the organizing, it really didn't take very long at all. TC, besides organizing a whole brand new school space, uh, how was your challenge this weekend? My challenge is all about that whole new school space. So I noticed last time we had Kristen on, I talked a lot about my job and that I had just left a job. I was unhappy and I was organizing my new home office. Well, since then, I've taken on a different job, not the business I was starting. And now I have an office at a new school and my home office. And I've discovered that living between two offices is a huge challenge, especially if you're not impeccably organized. And I have not been. I am really happy to announce that the three drawers I emptied the last time are still empty. I have not filled them back up and that feels really good. However, I have piles and stacks of things on my desk. That's what I had to, I had to really tackle. Um, I had to organize my mind a little bit and let myself decide that my schoolwork could now go into my school office. I now have an office where I am and I'm ready to get that organized. And so that's what I spent this challenge doing. And the things that I learned from Kristen's new book was organizing my new office 
and my current office and making somehow these two spaces both work for me, which is a really delicate balance. But for me, organizing, feeling organized, knowing where the things that I need are, that is peace of mind. And so this process to me is about taking control of my life and taking action steps and decreasing some of the stress that I've been feeling. Organ it's amazing to me that organizing can do all of that for you. And so I really appreciated this challenge. And I'm happy to say that my three empty drawers, even after the second organization process, remain empty. And I'd like to empty more, but I haven't done it yet. This is still a work in progress for me because I'm still moving into my new school office and figuring out where I want everything to be. But um, that peace of mind that comes with having an organized space where things are, where you know they should be, and being able to grab the things you need when you need them is really important to me. So I'm very excited about all of that. Jess, how about you? How did your process go? Well, I love organizing, so it's not really uh, something that I had to set my mind to because if I, you know, had to have a reason to organize, I'm totally down for that. Um, usually my organizing comes when my husband finally gets overwhelmed with his office or his workspace under the house and says, I need help. And I go, yes, thank you. Just go away. Leave me alone and I'll take care of this. Um, and I'll make a little pile of things. I don't know what it is or what he wants to do with it. And he's in charge of that little pile and the rest of it is up to me. And it makes me super happy when that happens. But the maintain step is where I struggle. Uh, Kristen's book was fantastic for laying out easy steps on organizing. Maintaining is kind of my, my personal struggle, um, but I do really enjoy it when I get in the mood and I want to organize and I just tend to go through and purge sometimes more than I should. Um, then my husband ends up asking where something is and it's no longer in the house, but he gets over it. This challenge actually came at a really good time um, because I have been wanting to do a good purge of my clothes and things that we don't need in the house. And I actually ended up going through some toiletries as well and donating them all because um, as you all have probably heard about the fires in Maui, which is two islands away from where I am. So we are safe where we are, but obviously lots of people lost everything. So it provided a really good timing on this because I had a, a good place to, to donate all these things where I knew that they would go to good use. So as far as organizing a single space, I did not do that, but I kind of organized a lot of areas of the house and just went through and found a bunch of things that we didn't need um, so that they can go to people who need them because they have lost everything. So that felt really good. Our next big challenge is going to be organizing Ben's workbench again, because it tends to collect all the tools in the house until he has a project where he needs to actually use the workbench and then we have to clear it off and he wants to do it coming up, but you currently cannot see the workbench. So that's going to be a project for next weekend. This last weekend was going through the clothes and toiletries so that we could donate them to Maui. So 
I'm pretty excited about the next task and hopefully then I will have some good before and after pictures because I did not get any of just going through the entire house and taking a few things from each area. <laughs> so, well, when the sirens first met Kristen in episode 86, she taught us to organize our space. Kristen has been a professional organizer since 2009, but unofficially organizing for others since childhood. Her mom was a teacher and would frequently find her classroom with a brand new redesign whenever she came in. Her friends would also find their bedrooms rearranged after a sleepover. As a teenager, she held cash jobs such as babysitting and pet sitting, but found a way to bring her organizing skills into those jobs. And clients would hire her again to help them organize some more. Kristen has held a wide range of jobs from being a nanny for quadruplets whew, and working in restaurants, maid service in hotels, retail, and snowboarding instructing. She eventually realized that organizing anything was constantly the best part of the job she had. And when she turned 25 in 2009, she started her or I Organize business. Organizing isn't all Kristen does. She is also an athlete, musician, artist, lifetime learner, nature and plant enthusiast, animal lover, video game nerd, handy woman, and a lover of living life. Sirens, please help me welcome back Kristen, owner of I Organize, to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Yay. Thank you so much. Sure. It's good to see you all. I love hearing all your projects and I want to dive into each one of them and <laughs> see everything that you're talking about. I'm really proud of you all for doing that. Not everybody loves to organize and I know how daunting and overwhelming it can be and having more exposure to social exposure to social media has really helped open my eyes to how people view organizing so differently. And it yeah. really helps yeah, it's interesting, even with just the four of us, we have such different views on it, I think. Mm -hmm. And I loved what, oh, names, TC had to say about paper. Paper, most of all, truly represents your brain processing. Paper is so custom. It really is. The, every, every little detail of paper is, is, I think, a lot of the, one of the biggest struggles most people have. Well, Kristen, we're curious, how was writing your first book? Oh my goodness. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a blur. It's amazing. I was really, I was really lucky to have the, a team such my cousin helped me with editing. She's an editor. I oh, took her nice. out to, I took her out to dinner to thank her for editing. Uh, I had, I already had an illustrator that I had worked with in the past that had given me comic comics in the past related to organizing. So really have to thank the people around you because it doesn't just, you know, it takes so many people and, um, patience requires a lot of patience. It's like, you want to just want to get it out. You want to get it done and <laughs> nope, not ready yet. Not ready. Um, and you know, to think about who's going to read it. Uh, I always want to go way too far into detail, mm. uh, le level of detail that many aren't ready for. So it's really good to I'd like take a step back and just think, what is the underlying layer of organizing and try to paint that picture as simply as possible, but also visually too, because people, I'm, I'm a visual learner as well. So to lay that out into the four categories, purge, sort, contain, and maintain, but also take, once you learn that foundation, any organizing project, you can apply that. And even outside of life, whether it's gardening, my sister's a, a computer programmer 
And she says that she follows the same thing in her programming and laying out code, all that whole process. So I always get a little fascinated about how, <laughs> you know, it all, it can be applied to, to life. And of course, you know, organizing isn't just about shifting some stuff around. It's emotional, spiritual, and it's, it's forever a, a life lesson that we all are, are learning and growing. Yeah, I didn't realize. So I know TCU mentioned, um, gosh, I'm going to, I hope I don't misquote you, but I, I think you said you were, maybe you alluded to being um, when you're, when you're more organized, you feel better. Like you're, you're just less chaotic. And I was, I was doing. I said peace of mind, Mer. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. I did a little bit of research and I found some really interesting statistics um, about people. Like there are some true scientific mental health, scientifically proven mental health benefits to keeping your space organized. It's kind of strange, or not strange, but enlightening. That makes sense because when you think about like just even getting ready for work in the morning or getting ready for, you know, school, if you have kids or getting kids ready, you know, you have to leave the house by a certain time. And if you can't find something and you're spending 20 minutes running around the house, trying to find like your car keys, you've already set the tone for your entire day because you're just like frazzled and oh my gosh. And, but if you keep your space organized and you know, exactly where your car keys are or your lunchbox or your coat or your shoes or whatever, you know, you're not, you're starting the day off a little less frazzled. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the disorganization uh, impairs your daily function. Uh, mm, that's and a good way to describe it. My partner and I are very opposite, and we've recently merged our lives together the last few years. And uh, she reminds me of that frustration <laughs> because I watch, I watch it happen because I, I forget a little bit. I'm a little disconnected. So when you were bringing that up, I was like, relatable, relatable. Oh, my partner, yes. So watching that frustration, and that's that's not that's not fun. Um, but after seeing a client feel lighter after they're done organizing, I feel better. So just hearing your stories of your peace of mind, it was like infectious. It's like, I all of a sudden feel better because you just told me that you feel better about your space. So it's contagious. And you did that, Kristen. You were the root of that happiness. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, that, that just makes everything complete. I'm all done. I don't, there's nothing left to do. <laughs> all right. Good episode, y'all. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it how you wrote the book. You said that you had to stop yourself from like being too detailed. I loved, it was a nice, quick, easy read. It kind of gets straight to the point. And when you're feeling overwhelmed with a task, like I was with the five by five, I will send you before and after pictures, by the way. Um, it, it was nice to have just, you know, get to the point. This is what you need to do. So that, I did appreciate that about the book. Good. Yeah. I, I often will read like a personal growth book. And, and I was trying to really uh, think about how that feels when I'm reading a book and it's like, I don't know, personally, it's like, here, take time. Like like the book you found about organizing. Here, sit down and take time to like think and write. And like, I never do that. So I'm not going to make somebody sit there and, and do that. Um, and then, you know, I offered resources to other things such as a video series. So you, if you do choose, you want to dive in more to this this lesson or this idea, you can go watch that series or, or I put a couple websites. If you're, if you had the ebook, you could click the link. Um, otherwise the print book, you have to, you know, go, go do the search, but 
yeah, trying to trying to think of of applicable and even make even making social media videos really try to keep it practical, relatable, um, something that somebody could say, I, I can do that. I can put that into action. You, you could do like a whole series for different places. It could be uh, organize your home, organize your car, organize your office, organize your garage. There could be a whole series. I just need organize your file cabinet. Oh, mm. <laughs> people are really good at that. I, yes. I mean, do I alphabetize it? Do I organize it by year? Do I organize it by main subject? I'm sure it's, there's a better way than what I'm doing. Paper is just so custom. Uh, and people ask me questions, you know, on online and in, uh, I guess just specifically online. It, it just depends on who you are, how your, how your brain sees things. So I'll give you an example for me. When I set up a filing system, I want the same color folder streamlined. When my clients are like, I want all different colors, but to me, that's distracting. I want just all the same color folder, the tabs all in a line. Um, so it's just streamlined and simple, but not everybody is that way. And some people want alphabetical. And if you hold up a piece of paper and you say, well, if you were going to look for this, what would the name of that folder be? You, We would all come up with a different answer. So trying to uh, you know, uh, help a client or help you Help, tell me what you think and hey, how about these other options to any of these resonate, you know, resonate with you. Um, and also, you know, it, it really depends on what kind of papers you have. And everybody's so different with how they save their papers. Some a lot of my clients are still very much paper based. I get a lot of controversy on, you know, oh, what, who has this much paper anymore? But there's still people out there that are that are still paper based and um, trying to figure out the same things that you are with their with their file cabinets. Just for perspective on that piece alone, like I live somewhere where electricity is come and go and storms dictate whether or not you have access to things that are saved online or saved electronically. So in my world where I live, we still have to have paper. If I lived in the states where you can count on electricity pretty much 24 seven, and when you don't have it, it's the exception to the rule. That's different. But much of the world still, many places in the world still live in a place where electricity is like, yes, I haven't lost power for a week now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. You have to you have to have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You never know what the variables are. So to uh I would love to do more paper videos, but I feel like I would need like all these little asterisks. Okay, do this if you this, 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 and then do this if you this, 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 this. Do this, if, you know, right? So, so it's like, like the a one flow chart. Yes really or no? Yeah. Follow the yes. different paths. Mm, you're, you might be on to something there. I do love a flow chart. That's true. Mm. Hey, Kristen, the last time we talked to you, you said you were going to give the whole social, social media influencer thing a shot. And it looks like you're doing pretty well. How's that going? Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's, it's crazy. It's such a weird, <laughs> it's a weird thing at, at first. Uh, okay. So I started around the lockdown in 2020. I had always been flirting with the idea of making videos ever since I was a kid. I always had a VHS camera on my like shoulder. Like the big giant one yeah. that hurt your back. Oh yeah. I have so many video VHS tapes from being a kid. So performer at heart and it's kind of my two loves coming together and you might be think I'm crazy, but pretty introverted. But this 
I don't have a, like an audience in front of me. I just have to sit <laughs> at home and entertain everybody, right? So um, it's like the best of both worlds. And yes, I'm I'm developing a wonderful following. It's amazing and a wonderful community of people um, and lots of love in the comments. Uh, it's just really, really amazing to know that I can reach and help people. I'm on all the platforms, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Um, what's the other one? Instagram. And, uh, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. And uh, I'm just, just working. I'm just getting started. Yeah, you, you're you're so fun to watch. I usually catch in either TikTok or Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, you your videos are a lot of fun. Thank you. Like I hope I hope so. I try to make it fun. <laughs> you just have such a positive energy. How can someone watch you or see you or chat with you and not immediately love you? It's That's nice. It's good. You have Thank such you. a great feel good energy. Thank you. My mom. My mom was a very um, a wonderful wonderful light. Uh, always positive, and uh, I have to definitely give her credit for that. Always, always grateful. Nice, you know. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, especially knowing that people don't, you know, love organizing. I show up to a client's house, and they're like, you know, I'm really not looking forward to this, but because you know, because you're here, and it's pretty, it's it's doable. You know, it's a little <laughs> bit more fun when it's a little bit more exciting and someone's positive and, and uh, enjoying it. Uh, which, by the way, I guess I should say, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I made some decluttering, happy decluttering playlist. It's a music playlist. Nice. So I did, posted a video and I said, share with me any of your songs that are either one related to decluttering, like let it go, let it go. Right? So like, <laughs> that could be, that's or, or just like a happy general fun, positive song. So I have a playlist on Spotify. It's called Happy Decluttering. And then I also made one on YouTube for those who don't have Spotify and uh, people have been enjoying it. I, I don't nice. benefit in any way. It's just fun. So just check that out if you want. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I'll be following your Spotify Keep It Clean. What is it called? <laughs> I just called it. Yeah, keep, yeah, I think yeah. keep it keep clean. It clean. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. Uh, happy decluttering. Happy deccluttering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the, the helpful um, outcome. Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. One of the things that you know we, we talk about is um, when you find something that has a lot of memory for you know it's 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 a, it's memorabilia for lack of a, a better term and it's I have a lot of that kind of stuff in the house um, related to my kids that don't live here anymore because you know they're not supposed to live here anymore but all their stuff <laughs> still does mm -hmm. um, and uh, one of the items that was in this. Um, storage unit was this really cool tin M&M lunchbox or, you know, it was an M&M and it was, it looked so cool. It was broken. And um, so it wasn't really going to be any useful anymore, but I remember all the kids used that and we would take it to restaurants and that's what they would pull out all the pens and crayons and we'd take coloring books. And we took that thing everywhere. And I looked at that and my first instinct was, well, you can't throw that away. And my next thought was, damn it. I really want to throw that away. So easy fix. I, I, I did a little group text message. I took a picture of it, sent it to all the kids. And I said, wasn't this fun? I'm throwing it away now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there you go. You know, I, I now have a picture of it. I yeah. feel like I, I included them all in on the fact that I'm throwing it away. I wasn't doing it behind their backs. Um, and it's now gone. Now I must, uh, tell you that my, uh, oldest son who is probably not quite an organizer um so he's he's not an organizer slash uh soon to be hoarder um his first thought was hey mom you know you could probably sell that 
And then he was like, no, probably not. So oh, I only had one response that was like, are you sure you're going to throw that away? Yeah. It is now in the garbage. Like that's a really common response. People really, you know, the the time it takes to sell things. Unless you or I have a client that I recently worked with and she's on the, the buy nothing website in her community. I haven't had personal experience, but buy nothing is a great way to give things away for free in your, your area to people who would totally want it keep it from the landfill but then there's facebook marketplace and she just be on there i'm selling this i'm selling this and in her groove and then i have clients are like you know oh i'll sell that no you you know if you haven't taken the time it, it takes so much energy to go through that uh for the most part you know to, and and the value is usually not worth you know worth the time um but great way to celebrate the memory of it and sometimes you just have to have that last, that last celebration. So, you know, my clients will be like, oh, let me just tell you the story. And we celebrate it together. And then they, they, they move on and poof. Yep. I have a whole I... section in my basement ready to do that with giant tubs. And I'm just going to take each giant tub and, and I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to each kid and say, look at this. Isn't it really cool? If you think there's anything you want in it, you better take it because I am sharing nice. with you how great it is. And then I'm throwing it away. Right. Good plan. Good plan. I support you. I imagine that that's probably a, one of the most difficult things to get rid of are um, anything that reminds you of when your kids were little, like as they enter different phases of life, you just kind of miss, like I miss my youngest not talking back to me all the time. <laughs> that was that was wonderful. <laughs> so sometimes when I find artwork that she made at that stage in her life, I'm like, oh, it's hard to get rid of that. <laughs> you mean she wasn't back when she was an infant before she could talk at all? That's, That's what good, you're referring to. It was her. It was her handprint on the uh, fake birth certificate from the hospital. That's what I'm talking That's about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the last time she was innocent and not sassy. <laughs> oh innocent handprint. Yes. <laughs> but I imagine that that would be that. That's probably one of the more difficult. There's, that's probably a very difficult thing to get rid of or a loved one that you've lost. Yeah, I, I think that takes time. Everybody's everybody's very different with that. Um, and there's no right or wrong process. And yeah. I, I always come down to, you know, how do I know? How am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing or getting rid of enough? Your health and safety, there's no, you know, there's no big problem with some stuff if you just need time to go through it. Everybody grieves differently. Um, you know, everybody takes time to, you know, separate from the emotional yeah. emotional attachment for their to their items and their children yeah it's, I, it's natural and i i like you you talk about the energy it takes to keep the thing so you, mm. that's another thing to consider too you know if the right. energy is no longer healthy or good then maybe true. it's time to move on true yeah and you want to you know uh, one of the common things and i may have said this in our last our last uh, uh, session was uh, items around you represent the past the present and the future and if you notice that you know, a lot of the stuff from the past, it's all around you and you, you know, and there's the stuff in the future is like this small, well, the stuff in the future, you want to be inspired, you know, you want to be, you know, excited for what you're looking forward to and who you want to be as you grow. So you want to like kind of check all those things. And the present is the daily things that you're using to support yourself and to have around you to inspire you. Yeah, it's interesting, Mar, I'm thinking about what you said, since I don't have kids, that's not that's not a difficult thing for me. Um, I lost my mom and that's probably one of the most difficult things that's ever happened, but I have very little of any of her like physical things that I've kept. And I'm trying to think, I mean, I, 
so Dean and I were just talking about the fact that we currently have more stuff than is comfortable for either one of us. So we know that we need to go through that process again. And so now that you said that, I'm thinking, what what is more difficult for me to get rid of? And I'm I'm trying to think of what of what that is. It's not stuff from the past because I keep very little from the past. I'm not I don't necessarily have like mementos. Uh, I gotta, I gotta think about that. What is it that's making me feel like my life is cluttered right now? Yeah, that's I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know what that answer is if you if you if you figure it out. I think of two yeah. examples. One would be like someone who's handy, like oh, I could fix that, or I could use it to fix that, or or someone who is very artsy, like found object art, like any any or teachers. Teachers have a tendency to um, teaching opportunities and like supplies for kids. But you don't really yeah, hold on to that kind of stuff, of do you? Oh, you do. <laughs> I do. I, so I do know that like um, pens, pens are a weakness for me. I find I have a particular pen that I like and I have a ton of them. It's it's these, these flare pens and I have lots of them. Lots and lots and lots of them. <laughs> could you, could you, do you supply a school full of children with those pens? <laughs> I could probably give every child on this island a pen and still have one of every color. <laughs> You're set for life. Oh, that's, I am. I am. I, that's funny. I'm going to have to think about that. I'm going to yeah. have to look around and decide why I'm holding on to the things I'm holding on to. That's a really good question. What I'm, I'm curious what everyone else that you is holding on you. to. I'm surprised to hear that you think you have a lot because like I've been to your house, TC, and it seems like you do not have much there. Your house is not one that I walk in and just feel like I could clean this. It's relative. Yeah. It's a relative <laughs> experience. It is relative. Like I look around and think if it would take me months to downsize enough to move on to a boat, I have too much stuff. And I I could not downsize there we go. to move on to it. There's, I have a lot of stuff right now. There's the criteria. She's got to be boat ready. I find that stress, when I get really stressed, my space has to be more minimal. So I'm like, what can I get rid of? What can I cut out? Because I see everything as like responsibility and things to maintain. And sometimes I question why I have so many plants because I'm like, this is taking so much of my time. So like speaking of like relative the space around you, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's too much. And then if I'm like relaxed, I'm like, that's fine. I don't, care about these <laughs> I don't care about these piles right now. I'm good. Well, that was another reason why this challenge came at the perfect time for me because I'm getting ready to start a new semester at school. So I needed to like spruce up the house. I needed to like vacuum and mm -hmm. get stuff arranged and organized and put away because if I am going to start a new semester at school, I can't have the house cluttered or I won't be able to concentrate on schoolwork. And I, that might sound bizarre, but that's how my brain works. Also, having company is a great way to look at your house in a different setting. I had my mom and sister come visit this summer, and I was looking around through their eyes, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, kind of like gave you a little motivation just to look at things a little differently. Yeah. So now that you say that, first of all, I just want to point out that I feel like Mer just um, filtered herself. That was a really interesting experience. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. 
I think that a lot of what I keep is for visitors because we have a lot of them. And so we've collected things like beach chairs and snorkeling gear and extra blankets and stuff for visitors that we never use. And so when I look around, it looks like a lot of stuff, but it's for people who visit. So that's how many of your visitors use blankets? Because <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> it gets cold with the air conditioner on. Plus, I have to have oh, a blanket. I how do you sleep without a blanket? <laughs> that does make I didn't it turn the air when you go to move on. onto the boat. You just take all that stuff and give it to someone. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That is and, that is definitely a, a thing. I used to be that way. The person who keeps stuff for everybody. I know it's a, it can be a mom thing because moms always have to have the stuff ready for the family, but. It's just to keep unnecessary things. If somebody visits me, I'll have an extra pair of shoes that they can wear. But why? <laughs> why would it? Why would they just? You know, but but the visiting and the snorkeling, I guess, is a little, maybe a little bit different. Yeah, because to get to her, to visit her, you have to take a couple of airplanes. So you want to pack as little as possible. So it's nice that you get there, and she does have all this stuff that you can use. It is very handy. Where is she? When people do Saint Croix, they do use oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We had talked, um, Jess had mentioned Ben's work, uh, workbench. We have an entire garage that sounds a bit similar to that workbench where Bill, because Bill is one of those that um, when he sees a piece or a part from a, a, a thing that's no longer working, but the piece or the part works, he'll keep it. And yeah, why not? I think, I've talked about this before where he'll keep that piece or thing. And um, when the carriage is organized, it's in the right place. It's not organized right now. And we've actually got a date set aside to go through it. But um, even when we were doing the, the minimalist challenge, we were talking about how um, the what ifs, well, what if this could come in handy? What if I might need this at some point? Um, we've got all these things in the garage in these little containers everywhere, but damn if he doesn't find something to do with some of those pieces all the time and he will he will have fixed something somewhere and he will come in the house and find me and he'll say look here and i'm like oh wow that's really cool it's fixed he said guess where i found the part and <laughs> very own garage so um sometimes it comes in handy but it needs to be organized but he's got a day a day uh, planned in a couple of weeks to do weekends to do that so i found an article on goodwill website because of course they want to encourage you to donate but one of the statistics is 50 percent of homeowners rate the the garage 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 <laughs> garage garage as the most disorganized place in the house that's by the way that's how i say it now when it's just me at home i'm like it's the garage perfect <laughs> so yeah 50 percent of homeowners rate that rate the garage as the most disorganized place in the house I yeah, would fall easy. into that category. Yeah, it's common. It's easy to just like just, just throw stuff out there. It's like the unfinished basement. Mm -hmm. Yep, you treat it already messy. Ways. That's right. Yeah, and and also like a a place that's unorganized or an area that's organ unorganized usually has a lot of categories. I just recently went through my garage and 
it's, it's really unfinished. So we treat it terribly as well. And uh, I do a lot, I try to do too many things in there. And I realize, oh my gosh, there's just way too, trying to house too many categories. We don't have a shed for landscaping. We've got landscaping, got business processing. We're trying to work out in there. we got <laughs> landlord, we got our landlord stuff in there. So it's just, you know, like, um, like pantries are kind of the same way. There's just so many different things in a pantry. Yeah, I have a little closet in my hallway that I think I'm going to tackle next. It is a mishmash of things. Mishmash? I can't say words tonight. Mishmash. (laughs) (laughs) I did. You're talking about letting go and uh, your husband using finding the thing and using it. I did a post where I asked, tell me your decluttering regret stories. I have gotten hundreds and hundreds of stories. And I feel ultimately it comes down to don't let anybody force you to get rid of anything if it wasn't how you felt, because that can that can cause regret. Oh, yeah. And if it's something that's irreplaceable, yeah, OK, you spent some money on it or or you lost some money. Money's money. I mean, everyone you know, every speak for myself, but if it's irreplaceable and it's a memento attached to a person or a someone, you have to ultimately be the one to ultimately let, let go of it. And in the end, the underlying thing is you want to feel good about decluttering because if you have regret and you get rid of stuff and then you cause scars, decluttering is no longer fun, right? So you want to create a, a positive spirit experience. And I'm really grateful for all the stories that everybody shared. It's really incredible to hear. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't regretted anything I've gotten rid of. Have any of you? have either. There's a couple items that I wish I could locate. Um, My mom gave me a Bible once upon a time that she wrote something in and I can't find that. To be honest, I don't know if I got rid of it as part of decluttering or if it didn't make the move or if I just lost it, but I'd like to have that. But there's not much that that I regret decluttering. That's good. That's, That's frustrating good. when you can't find something. I know how that feels. You're just like, I really would like to know what that is. We've had a few things that have been like, I thought that we moved that, but I guess we didn't. And, you know, there's not really much we can do about it now, but there's a couple things that have just been like, oh, that is going to be impossible to find here because we didn't quite realize how much was going to be hard to find on an island in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. But you know, there's Amazon. So. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon delivers, delivers to here, so we're fine. Yeah. You had mentioned <laughs> earlier that you um, will sometimes uh, declutter a little too soon. I think that was you had said that, and, yes. and that I'm guilty of that in the past. I'll be like, I don't, I don't need this. And I used to live really, really in really small spaces. So I'd be like, what can I get rid of? And I kind of forced the issue with like some football cards or look back, but I could go and I could go get some more football cards. (laughs) Yeah. It's mostly when my husband looks for something and we'll be like, well, I thought we had blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) I don't know where it happened. I, I don't know where it went, babe. Sorry. Probably a new workshop. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I can just blame that. <laughs> it's funny. So do you have Sarah. any other? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, TC. I'm curious yeah. if Sarah has any decluttering regrets. I think that's an interesting yeah. question. I don't, I don't think I do really. I'm, I, as we, everyone was talking about it, I was 
sitting here thinking, is there something that I've thrown away that I really, really wished I hadn't? But then also you have to remember, I've got a pretty bad memory. So I may have thrown something away that I really wanted, but I've forgotten about it, in which case probably I didn't need it anyway. I have a bigger frustration. We were talking about losing things and mm. I can I get, I can get pretty obsessive, hard to believe, but I can get pretty obsessive when I've lost something and I, you would not believe the places I think things could be when I've lost something. I mean, I look in the most, I mean, it's insane. I have a- Three times. I look in the most ridiculous places three times because maybe I missed it the first two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I I lost a, a hoodie from Orange Theory that is not one that I can probably get again because, you know, they just make a, hey, we're making this and it's got Orange Theory Union on it and everything, and then they don't make it anymore. So I can't replace it. I have no idea what I did with it. I must have left it there and perhaps somebody picked it up or it fell out of my off on the driveway of the of the gym or whatever. I don't know. But I tell you what, the places I thought that thing could be behind the dryer, under the dryer, in my car, in the garage, in the wor- no, everywhere, this drawer, that drawer, this closet, that hoodie had never been in that closet. I'm fairly confident, but I look for it in there. I, it's And it just, it, it eats at you and you just never quite forget that you, mm. I mean, I've got a terrible memory, but I will never forget that I lost that damn hoodie. It's you might think it's a ridiculous I, location until you live with somebody who left a remote in the refrigerator. So that's true. I think if there's anything that I could think of that I don't have now that I used to have, however, I got rid of it moving, purging, lost it. Hoodies and hats are probably the two things. And I seem to acquire a ridiculous number of hoodies and hats. And then I'll get rid of a bunch of them. And then I'll be like, oh, I wish I had that Chicago Cubs hat or hoodie. Those are the two things. Like I could name hoodies right now that I don't have, that I used to have, that I wish I had. And I live in the tropics. So there's that. Nothing better than a comfy hoodie. And that hoodie was so comfy. Yeah, that's sad. You know, hoodies are my nemesis, though. My daughters have about 82 hoodies apiece, and I can't stand them. Where the hell do you store all these hoodies? And why do you both need that many? Both <laughs> of you. It's it's crazy. So I have limited myself to I have five hoodies. And I refuse to bring another hoodie into this house. <laughs> They are yeah, so I used to, I used to have that purple Pussifer hoodie. I wish mm-hmm. I had that. I don't know where it is now, but I would like it. And then I had a gray <laughs> thirty seconds to Mars hoodie. I would like to have that hoodie again. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are. I, would I like don't to have, have either the of Chicago those. Cubs hat that I used to have. I don't have that either. Either. I really want to get on That's eBay cool. and look for an Orange Theory sweatshirt, limited edition. <laughs> Union, Kentucky. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> OTF union. Okay. Or TC, maybe you just need to go to another 30 seconds to Mars concert and see new experiences. They're gonna be on tour soon. See, just see if you can find a new one. (laughs) So Chris Uh, said I don't know. Hoodies aren't all that replaceable, really. Like once 
once you have that hoodie, it's they're not replaceable. They're not. Especially, especially if it's got the date of the concert on it. Ooh. Yeah. And I think yours both did. It's the memory. It's the memory when I got yeah. that purple Pussifer hoodie was that concert we almost got kicked out of because I refused to. She refused accept. to put her phone away. That I couldn't take <laughs> pictures. <laughs> yeah, but did it have the date of that concert on it? See, I refused to buy t-shirts or hoodies or things like that at a concert or an event unless there's a date on it. Because as I have said, my memory is so bad. I want to remember that I went and when I went. And that's how I remember when I went. Because it's got the date on See, it right there. Here's the other thing. We did that big purge contest. And every day we posted a picture of the things we purged. I think that's a big mistake. I don't want to see the pictures of that stuff anymore. <laughs> no. Why? It makes you sad that it's gone? Well, because sometimes, so now we posted them on Facebook. So every year that comes oh. up as a memory. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. I kind of wish I had that thing. This is a lesson learned. Um, we will not implement that step in our next purge challenge. <laughs> I have a lot of clients, not a lot. I have a handful of clients that will be like, here, just take this away before I can see it again. And, and one client would just say, all right, when I say witness protection program, that means take it immediately to your car, hide it, and don't let me know where it is, or and take it away immediately. So she just will like, well, forget about it. And that's our, our keyword. Kind of feel a little guilty <laughs> doing that, but it helps somehow. They just like, move it along. I can't see it. Yeah, I think a picture of it that comes up as a memory every year is a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. I don't think we should do that again. <laughs> See, I, you could have. I feel the opposite. When it pops up for me, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I don't have that anymore. I'm zooming in and I'm looking at every <laughs> necklace I got rid of. I'm like, yeah, I would still wear that one. <laughs> The, tw the 25 <laughs> pairs of thong underwear that I hadn't worn in 10 years. I, I wasn't so sad when they I'm like, yeah, God, they're gone. I don't remember that picture, Sarah. I don't <laughs> well, I was very careful. I just laid them all together like this. I so do remember that picture, know. yeah. I need to see these. You couldn't tell. Are they <laughs> underwear? Are they socks? Are they scarves? Are they handkerchiefs? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> Next time the memories they come up, ta tag me streamers <laughs> wait those are my panties <laughs> just kidding <sighs> so Kristen um now that you have your first book done are you do you have any plans for a second book or what you what do you have in store for all of us oh thank you um yes definitely want to do two address two topics uh the first would be more about the professional organizing industry and my journey I get a lot of requests of people I want I I love organizing. How do I get started? Uh, and I feel like I really need to put that out there and uh, and share that. The industry is still very young. People still don't even know what a professional organizer is. Um, the, you know, the, the media shows Hoarders or Marie Kondo or Home Edit. Right. So like those are the three examples, but it's, you know, it's so much more than that. And then also, if you're familiar with the Where Do I Put This series, it's a video series and it's also a set of graphics that's on my Facebook and on my Instagram. It's Cousins 
coworkers or coworkers, cousins and family. And it's personification of the items, making turning our items into people and deciding where they should live. And I knew uh, definitely it's resonating with the world. And I had no idea when we had talked last time we had we had brought it up and one of you had mentioned it, it had stuck out to you. And um, it's been really helping people within the ADHD community and autistic community um, oh, just yeah, cat- categorize, that. categorization and finding where where things should live and what they should live with. So those are the two things I'm going to you know, work on getting some type of a publication out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, we have one final question for you. We want to know what is your favorite way to explore? I love that. You know, when I think of exploring, I think of two things and it's the woods. Uh, we are on a property here, a very large property we're renting. We're very blessed. And in the winter, I made trails all through the woods. And I've always loved, I've always loved the woods. So there's something about the woods. It's like unexplored territory. And there's a boat out there that I found randomly. It's just a big boat sitting. I don't know how it got there. Who put it there? <laughs> there's a story there. I, I could only imagine. Yes. And then, um, you know, like you guys, I love I love to dive, uh, but I've only done snorkeling and diving when I'm under the water. That's like, again, it's like uncharted territory. No one's ever been here before. Uh, and those are the two ways I really, I really feel like I'm exploring the world. Nice. Thanks. Well, we want to leave our listeners with a challenge this week. Pick a space that needs some sprucing up and get to organizing. If you don't know where to start, we recommend picking up Kristen Fackler's new book, How to Organize Everything, Purge, Sort, Contain, and Maintain. Let us know how it's going by tagging us in your social media posts, or you can just send us an email to sirensoapbox at gmail.com. Kristen, thank you so much for joining tonight, joining us tonight, rather. Would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. I could talk about organizing all the time. Um, <laughs> my website, uh, ultimately my website, it's iorganizeeverything.com and all my socials, it's either at iorganize or at iorganizeeverything. Awesome. Thanks. And thank Sirens, you. thank you for recording with us tonight and for sharing your, your organizing adventures. And thank you, fellow explorers, for listening to this episode. You can find us on our website, sirensoapbox.com, where you, we have tons of ways for you to explore. We have all of our upcoming episodes posted. So if you find something that resonates with you, we hope that you'll explore alongside us and let us know how it's going. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.